boys and girls all over the world tune that dial in to the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shamlin hey everybody welcome to the weekly watch wheel where We'll watch a movie. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my good friend Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm all right. Just all right? Yeah. You feeling sad? Uh, I don't know. I This movie sucked. It did. I think it's probably my worst choice. <laughs> Not like in life, maybe, but definitely for movie night. Mm. Shanley, how are you doing today? pretty good yeah I'm, I, I can't think of anything new that's happened in the past 24 hours but um either way i can't complain nice how are you doing matt thank you for asking Boo. <laughs> uh i feel kind of yucky i got that uh, super soldier serum injected into my body and i feel nauseous and and so I spent most of the day in bed. But I'm happy to be here with you guys. That was my favorite part of the first Avenger. When Steve Rogers was like, oh, I feel nauseous for like a couple of days after. And then he spent the whole time in bed. Yeah, it was fun. It's one of my favorite parts, too. Yeah. I, I just thought to myself, that is the life. Mm-hmm. If I, I got to do that. that. <laughs> I got to do that. That's right. So, Jimmy, why don't you let us know what you did to us last night? I did my job. I was required by the mandate of the wheel to find a bad sequel, and I succeeded. Boy, did you. Yep. Did you enjoy that? Were you happy with this? No, I hated it. Yeah. This was... I I don't know if it's my... Like We'll get to rankings, but I didn't have fun. We've watched a lot of bad movies yeah. where I had a great time with the badness. And last night was not one of those times. What about you, Shanley? What, what was your experience like watching Highlander 2, The Quickening? It was, it was painful. Sure was. The question that I kept asking through the whole movie is, why? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why is the villain so wacky? Why are they all of a sudden in a different location? Just a lot of questions, very few answers, and it was an awful experience watching this movie. I found myself with one question, and it was, where is the other Bob? Because Bob Slidell from, <laughs> from uh, Office Space Office Space was in this, and that was fun. Yeah, he's always he's a he's a joy. I like him. He's also yeah. the villain in The Animal, starring Rob Schneider. Yeah, him and then the other villain actor, the, I forget his name. Katana. But the main villain. No, yeah, I know General Katana. Okay. Or Colonel in that one part. <laughs> but then he's back to General. Uh, promoted and demoted within like three minutes. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but no, the so he is, uh, I recognized him as the villain from Jet Jackson the movie. Good man. And he's also in several other things, but Starship Troopers. Mhm. Yeah, that was one of them, sure. Mhm. Well, 
let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because since you spun it, since you chose it, you got to give us a summary. Let's keep it tight. Let's keep it concise. Let's keep it dope. All right. So the Highlander and Sean Connery were aliens the whole time. Something that was not present in the first film. And we go back in time to see them in the past, but also on a different planet, which they really just barely mention. Like, you'd think that would be more of a presence in the film, but they just kind of tap on it real quick. They're just like, oh, by the way, this is another planet. Anyways, we're fighting, we're wearing robes. Also, the bad guy attacks them. And so, okay, Sean Connery and McLeod. Sean Connery's character is named a whole bunch of names. Ends in Ramirez. That's what everyone calls him. Ramirez is speaking. He's like the leader, kind of, but he says he's not the leader. He's the leader of this weird, like, rebellious group. He says, there's a leader among us, and let's have him reveal himself, and then points to McLeod. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't reveal himself. Yeah, just so insisting upon actually stealing McLeod's moment to reveal himself. And McLeod didn't know he was the leader, and also he never once leads. So that happens. Then they immediately go into this battle, because it seems like the bad guy dude, General or Colonel Katana is attacking them so back up for a second i didn't catch that discrepancy the general versus colonel katana can you explain that to me yeah so they're talking and they're like we have to take on general katana and then they all of a sudden like in the warehouse thing or cave or whatever they were in i think it was kind of both yeah it was like a warehouse cave um in that it was kind of like the rancor pit sure Um, yeah but in there Therein, they all of a sudden are like, Colonel Katana's attacking. Someone says that. Subtitle said it on the screen, and I heard it. Okay. And then, during the fight, the General Katana is defeating us or something. Hmm. And then they only refer to him as General Katana or Katana for the rest of the movie. But, a long time ago, Ramirez, who's named Ramirez on the alien planet... Are they on an alien planet? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, it's barely mentioned. But How is it mentioned? What do they say? They say that they're on an alien planet. <laughs> we are on an alien planet. Well, he planet. actually does say, my fellow people of the planet, or something like that. Uh, he really? does say, Ramirez specifically oh, mentions dear. that they're on a planet, which is something you do when you're on a planet. So, um, mm. so, so he says that. Then they are fighting all of a sudden. Then they lose the battle, the rebels, led by McLeod, apparently. And no one ever says his name, I don't think. I don't think they say his name until he's on Earth. But but then they say it a lot. Yeah, they sure do. Everyone <laughs> says it. But so they lose, and their punishment is that they are sent to Earth to be immortal on Earth and fight until there's only one. And then, once there's only one, that person, or I guess whatever they are, that being from this planet, has the option of either living out as a mortal on Earth, or coming back to their planet to basically, like, they they will at that point have, like, redeemed themselves for their crimes, and so they can then be there, or whatever doesn't really make sense and they know it so they just don't really spend any time you're on blowing it. my mind right now i caught so little of this during the movie 
Shanley, is this news to you? It's like half news. Like part of me is just like, oh, okay. I picked up little breadcrumbs here and there and just kind of was it's like, like breadcrumbs. Right, I'm full cool frontal news. not making sense to me. Mm-hmm. But thank you for putting a little more context there. It's starting to make a little more sense and also not at all. Yeah. So then the events of the first film take place. And what's weird is that there's a lot of Highlanders in the first movie that are all over the world that are fighting each other throughout the centuries till there's only one. But they only send back the two of them in time. So I don't know if these are just like decoys or if they're like other immortal beings from elsewhere that went here. Like it's like a galactic thing that you send people to Earth as a punishment to be immortals. They don't make any like clarifications as to what everyone else is doing. But McLeod and Ramirez, for sure, are sent there as a punishment. And then McLeod wins in the first film. He's the one. He's the one that is the only one there can be. And they say in this film when they're like, so we come into old man McLeod watching an opera for no reason. In a dark, like dingy, like post-apocalyptic hellscape that is like industrial. But covered in tarps and neon signs that one either that say r- opera or probably your favorite one. Rap. Rap. Yes. There's one that says rap. It says rap. And there's no context. Yeah. It showed several times. No idea. I don't know if there was a door near that sign. I think it was a sort of like rap, huh? You kids <laughs> like this? Just trying <laughs> to get just trying to get it out. Just trying to promote it, you know? Let, let's speed this along. Let, let's try to encompass this as a summary well, so, so we can start talking about it. Well, I'm going to have no trouble doing that because <laughs> that happens. is all of the information that comes up in this movie. Then Old Man McCloud is there. Yeah, he's The old general at this point. is back in time and on a different planet watching what's happening on Earth. And they're like the elders that sent McCloud and Ramirez back. It's like, all right, you know, he's, he's, he's the only one, but he didn't make a choice yet. And the general's like, good, and sends his goons to Earth to go kill McLeod for no reason. And so they go back, they're trying to kill him, and that's the plot of the movie is they're trying to kill him. But the second plot is McLeod is working with some guy. Apparently he's a scientist now. And him <laughs> and some old human are Alan, Alan, Alan Neiman. 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 They are... They saved the Earth from something. Are they, from the uh, the ozone layer being depleted because of the depleted ozone. Yeah. So they protect the Earth from that by having some like bubble around the Earth that like, McLeod was a huge part of for some reason, mm-hmm. and they find out that the Earth is back to normal now. Yeah, got better. Uh, and so they need to get rid of the bubble because the bubble's actually killing everyone. So those are the two things. The general Katana is trying to kill McLeod, and then also they need to get rid of the bubble. So and that's the whole movie. So uh, and they do. Spoiler alert. I hated everything about this movie and I felt sick going to bed last night after this movie. And I was excited to pod with you guys. Yeah, that's probably because tonight. of your No no no, no, no shots. No. no. I'll get to that in a little bit, but and hearing your guacamole you, at midnight. That was good. That was midnight really mole. good. It was a good batch. You should have had some, but then since you didn't, there's more for Shanley and me. Yeah, I was happy with that. Me too. Uh, no, but right now, as you were summarizing the movie, I started getting those 
horrible feelings back again. This movie is very bad, Jimmy. That's the quickening. (laughs) (laughs) It accelerates and gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, Oh, geez, where to even begin with this? Well, one place we could begin is, did you guys like it? No. No. No, there is nothing to like, but shout out to my husband for recommending instead of watching it on youtube which we were planning on doing yeah we could. which we started we watching did, it yeah. there. We, did. we started watching two and a half minutes on youtube and yep. then quickly said nope you can't do this yeah. um switched over to amazon prime because they had subtitles and without <sighs> subtitles i would have been so much more lost with this movie i don't know shanley i was really invested in this movie i was i was Coming into this movie wondering how it could get a zero on Rotten Tomatoes because <laughs> the the opening of the movie I was like all right cool this is this has got me in I I'm, I'm ready to learn and I've never seen the first Highlander and so I was a willing vessel for this movie and every time they said something like oh yeah okay I'm gonna take that in and then it just it just continued to confuse me and do weird things that I don't even understand. But let's get into it a little bit specifically. I have so many notes, and so many of my notes begin with the word why. <laughs> uh, first off, everybody has a very bad wig in this movie. Uh, at some I didn't know that anyone had a wig in this movie. Everybody has a very bad wig in this okay, movie. Well, Sean Connery doesn't, because he has his own dedicated hairdresser. Oh, well, but he, he has like a ponytail that's like clipped onto the very no, back of his head. No, he grew that out for this <laughs> film, Matt. certainly did. I have a question, Jimmy. Is this movie anything like the first one? Yeah, but not really. Is I didn't know that the first movie was like a sci-fi movie. Was the first movie a sci-fi movie? I think not really. Um, I, I always thought Highlander was a lot like Braveheart. Well, so parts of it were. It, it's I And I told you actually yesterday, apparently... A lot of scenes from the first Highlander when it's like the 1500s or whatever. Okay. Uh, and he's living in Scotland with the clan MacLeod. Um, I actually have blended a lot of those scenes into my memory of Braveheart. Okay. So they're very similar for some of it. But yeah, the first so the, one... the whole movie doesn't take place in that era. No, the first, so the one. first one goes back and forth between... The Highlander learning how to be a Highlander from Sean Connery because Sean Connery is from Scotland. Um, no, he's not. He's, he's Isn't he a Spaniard? No, Sean Connery is from Scotland. I know Sean Connery is. But uh, Juan Villalobos Ramirez is... Ramirez Ramirez. <laughs> Ramirez Ramirez. He is from Spain. I hail the from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he still knows how to be a Highlander. Of course he does. Also, we found out in this movie that the reason that they didn't fight each other, even though they were both Highlanders, is because of the bond that they formed in the opening scene of Highlander 2, when they have, like, little sparkles between their fingers. And then Sean Connery rubs his forehead. Yep, he, like, writes, like... A like wiener. an infinity he does like a little wiener <laughs> on his forehead with sparkles and uh he's like now we're bonded forever did you draw and something offensive on my forehead no no you look great you look great <laughs> he said that if mcleod ever wants to talk to him no matter where they are he just has to say his name which is what mcleod does in this maybe intentionally but probably not 
Yeah. Uh, he it didn't seem intentional, but then when Ramirez shows up back from the dead in this movie, McLeod's like, "What took you so long?" Or something. I need this movie. Oh god. So so maybe he did know that that was gonna happen. I don't know. For the first half of this movie. Christopher Lambert is an old man and he has the worst old man <laughs> voice. He doesn't have like a tired old man voice. He has an I lost my voice because yeah, I've been at a rock like he concert. Was sick. Yeah. Yeah. He was it was like kind of like this. No, that's But even then he more kept though. like cutting back into regular Chris Lambert voice. <laughs> and, like he couldn't do it consistently. <laughs> and everybody in that city knows who he is. Yeah, everyone. Like the the guys who tried to rob him and the angry lady at the bar. Yeah, I counted five distinct characters that identify him by name in the streets. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, okay. We th- can spend a lot of time, and if you have somewhere you want to go with this, that's fine. But the main thing, the only thing worth talking about in this movie, really, is the action. So I'd love to get there whenever we okay, can. Okay, well, I just if wanted you to go say, somewhere, at, go for at, it. at one point, at the, early on in the movie, because there's this woman in the movie, her name is Louise Marcus, She's supposedly this strong, powerful eco-terrorist, right? She doesn't do any of that in the movie, though. But at some point when she first meets him, somebody yells out, McLeod? And she goes, was that just a lucky guess? No, it wasn't just a lucky guess. Everybody in the city knows who he is. Everybody calls, re- recognizes him by name. She recognized him, and she'd never met him before. Yeah, I don't remember him. Like, It's like they cut out the part where he becomes famous. So like I don't think that happens in the end of the first one. I think and then, I think what they're saying is he became historically significant because he developed the Yeah, sky but shield. I feel like the fact that we have to come up with that on our own, <laughs> the fact that we have to come up with the fact that he with no information from the first film has apparently become a scientist <laughs> who is capable of saving the world from ozone depletion and is so like prominent in that that everyone knows who he is because he saved the world but also everyone hates him yeah, because he's a controversial he didn't figure. save the world people don't like the oppression of being underneath the laser grid yeah you know cuz that's upsetting you know a woman breaks a bottle over his hand or something oh yeah and then he starts bleeding and then it heals itself and he goes uh oh i'm a highlander again <laughs> And and that's how he knows. He looks at the screen and it's kind of a da, 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 da. <laughs> uh okay, well let's jump into the action then. Shanley, is is that's where you want to get on board? Or is it sure, let's go there. So uh Katana sends two henchmen, two flunkies. Which is so dumb because they even say they're like, dude, like you you hate him for some reason. And he's going to die because he's an old man, because he's immortal now, because he's the only one. And so let's just wait for him to die. And he's like, no, kill him now. So he sends. Yeah, you're right. Literally no reasoning. Not like it's not like it's going to do anything for anyone. It's just he just wants that to happen. I don't and know, also man. they're already saying like that they're going to the future. So why didn't they just go back to a different time to kill him like they're already time traveling to get to him right like am i I correct i I have no idea i don't understand this movie i'm pretty sure they're time traveling 
yeah i think you're right that that's i didn't think they were from a different planet i just thought they were different from, from a different period of time i think it's both <laughs> it's i so was thinking it's like a different dimension i thought that a little bit too yeah anyway the two flunkies he sends one of them his name is corda and the and other one i don't know but they're like bird people but they're not. You just think that because you said that right what away. As do soon you as mean it, by bird people, as soon they... as it cut to them, you go, "Oh, bird people!" And yeah, I thought I missed you know, something here. Jimmy, I'm a lot of things, but I know a bird person. They're wearing when I see goggles one. and they have like a like one of those like pl- plague mask kind of things. But it's like subtle. It's just like a little point. On but their it's nose. yeah. I think it's supposed to look like a beak, and then they have like these weird feather dreads. They yeah. I mean, their hair and, is dumb. And then they end up flying. So. Yeah, you know they do fly. But one of them flies on like a hoverboard, like Back to the Future. So do not insult Back to the the Future by comparing it to. It was very similar. So the funny thing is when these bird people, sure, yeah, they're not people. They really, to me, they seem more like mole people or something. Okay, mole people. All right. Either way, when these assassins come. They set fire to McLeod, and then they start laughing. Or they, no, at first, they start laughing when they get sent back in time. And I was like, I said out loud, I was like, that's a quite the maniacal laugh. And then they set McLeod on fire. Only and the one of them has the maniacal laugh. Then the subtitles read, maniacal laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, at least I'm following. <laughs> you got the right read on this. Uh, and there is a very slow sword fight. Well, because very he's an old slow. man. So, but and, they're not. Yeah, but they're they're trying to keep it fair. Yeah, they can't beat. You don't him want right to beat away, up an old no man. Movie. Gage beat up an old man. He well, killed an old man. Yeah, but he also then started being a little bitch about it when his dad stabbed him with the needle. Shanley, what did you think about the mole people? Honestly, I'm I'm like mind blown that only one of them laughed because he did it so often that I I. I swear it. I thought it was both of them that had the weird, I don't, I don't know. creepy, evil, <laughs> weaselly laugh. Well, so do you remember how they killed the first one? Yeah. Because so old man McLeod is sword fighting. He's, which, he, where did he get the sword from? He No, he doesn't have a sword. Oh, he takes it from the dead one. After he, he no, he, he doesn't have a sword. He has like a lead pipe. I think, uh, I think one of the assassin guys like slices off a, a railing. And he picks up that uh, piece. Yeah, they are fighting on a railing. Yeah, they're like fighting a, on like a scaffolding. Yep, but it's not. It's like a weird... It's a set. <laughs> it's yeah, a very it's, small yep, set. Uh-huh. And then they start fighting on a, a truck that is also a train. <laughs> yeah, it's a very slow-moving truck <laughs> and train. And he, he throws... He, McLeod throws one of the guys underneath the train, and then it runs uh, over his yeah, head. Oh, yeah, like very slowly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, all, yeah, it was very slow. Oh, so that's when it gets good. Because then its head is ripped off by the slow train. And then he, like, electricity starts going off everywhere and blowing things up. Oh, there are so many sparks and in this movie. He absorbs... <laughs> There's sparks everywhere in this movie. He absorbs the life force. So they've essentially become Highlanders by coming to Earth. So I guess whenever any of the beings from... It's kind of like Superman. when they When people from this planet enter Earth's atmosphere... They become immortal. I don't uh, know how you well, saw obviously these things. Not. Well, they do, except for from except each for other's decapitation. decapitations. They have to be beheaded. But so so then, but then when he kills one of them, he absorbs the one he killed's energy. 
So he like becomes young again. Not just young, but apparently very sexy. Yeah, and super (laughs) horny. Apparently. He is ready to go. Before we get to his ready to go-ness. Oh, you know what? He wasn't ready to go at first. He gets it from riding the Back to the Future hoverboard. From the guy he killed. We we there is a cause and effect for that. The cause is because the other mole person, bird person, corda or whatever has like Buzz Lightyear wings. <laughs> yeah, he has ejecto wings uh-huh. that kind of come out, uh-huh. and they're, they're made of bed sheets. It looks like, and he's mm-hmm. he's just hanging on cables and sewing and back and forth. It looks kind of like a cardboard box. <laughs> it was. You could see the cables in multiple shots. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, also because so so. He kills the first one. He's fighting the other one. The other one's like laughing. I think that's when the other one blows him up and he doesn't get killed. I Mm -hmm. think it's after the first one dies, but I could be wrong. But I know he does like an evil laugh. And I was like, why are you laughing? Your friend just died. But then are they friends? I assume they were like brothers or twins or something. You're not friends with your brothers? No. (laughs) Well, so then, yeah, he, he, they're. McCloud is trying to chase down. I couldn't even tell, actually. They were just going one back and forth. One of them is chasing the other one. Either McCloud is chasing the bird person, or the bird person is chasing McCloud. But it's very unclear. But so he takes the hoverboard. That belonged to the the, the dead, dead bird, bird person. Yeah. And they're just cutting back and forth between them flying around. And it's uh, so many of the same shots. And it was like and five minutes of just cutting back and forth between them flying with no action happening. Oh, there's action because there is a man on the street who yells out to the bird man. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, you got a light. And the bird guy, boom, kills him. He, yeah, sh- well, he shoots like a sparkle gun at him. <laughs> like a fireball. Like from steel. <laughs> and it, it catches him on fire. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's good. Oh, Why would you God. ask the flying bird person for a light? Like, they just thought that that was going to be a great moment. I know. I know. Um, what did you think so, of the flying bird people, Shanley? It went on for way too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, way too long. Well, I'm pretty sure at this point he has the sword from the bird person. Because eventually he realizes that they're... they're I don't know what happens. Who cares? No one. They They get to the point where they're tired of flying around. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just stops doing that and he picks up a like rope off An the extension ground cable and wraps it around the sword and i was like oh is he like, like an electric he... him. yeah i didn't think that i thought it was like an electro sword so i thought it was uh um well electricity works for these people that's why there's so many sparks they, they get stuff out of that they're oh. into it oh um, i see they get off on that but so i thought it was a rope i thought he was going to tie it around the end of the sword and he was going to like ninja oh, like, like jackie kunai. chan it like through oh, okay. the air to cut the guy's head off no he doesn't do around. that he did i know he didn't do that i thought in the moment i was like oh that's interesting but no what does he do shanley do you remember i can't remember exactly what he did but i know what happens next he does the equivalent of uh like, table topping someone yeah, it was like a home alone trap <laughs> he just He's, he starts going come on come on come on to the bird person who's already coming on and when the bird person flies at him he like moves to the side and pulls whatever this cord is taut and and that cord just pushes off the bird guy's head yeah it just tips it right off but it also swivels him so he's laying like 
parallel to the ground as he's flying through the air. Yeah, belly towards the earth. The yeah. the rope knocks his head off, but also turns like his body. Like, stands up his body. Like, completely straight, but doesn't, like, start a rotation. Nope. It just turns him 90 degrees, and then he keeps moving he straight floats. forward. And all this happens <laughs> like, in slow motion as well. Yeah. Not I mean, even, like, slow motion, just It's just slowly slow. happening. Yeah. yeah. It's not... <laughs> and yeah the body kind of drifts it just moves like 15 to 20 feet like a plastic in a straight grocery line. bag in the wind <laughs> yeah his beheaded body and he lands with into... the wings still out like pushing against the air like <laughs> yeah. it should be stopping him from moving now because he ends up in a junction box and is that what that's behold? called like yeah. an electrical thing? yeah yeah, okay. and then we get some more sparks. Sparks are bunch flying, but then some and they really linger on that fly. too. Like they sit on that ex- that like spark box thing for a long time. Like, yeah, his head's off. Like, what what are you trying to get us? Like, oh wow, he's like super dead now because he's electric. Like his head came off. We're good. If anything, that's we bringing get him more to life. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna reanimate re-anim- his <laughs> bird body. <laughs> You know that chickens can survive with their heads cut off. Oh, dude, that would have been a fun <laughs> twist. If the body it's came back. The headed Birdman is just running in circles. <laughs> and then, uh, so Louise, Marcus, whatever, she comes out of a diner and she sees this man was who was. Was she in a diner? Or it was a bar? He was coming out and she drove up. Okay. So she sees him. Nearly seconds ago, this guy was in his 80s. He was old. He had a really high pitch. No, because he, when he's an old man, he throws her in a dumpster. And she's like, <laughs> really? Do I?" He's like, do I have yes. to be in this dumpster? And he's like, yep. Yes. And just closes the lid of the dumpster. And he's okay. like, oh, like they definitely aren't going to know that there's an important girl to me. Oh, so part of his backstory is... In the first one, his, like, Scottish girlfriend is killed by one of the bad Highlanders. Then his, like, New York girlfriend in the modern era of 1985 is also almost killed by the same Highlander to, like, lure him out. So, like, whenever he likes a girl, he's like, oh, no, a Highlander's going to pop up and kill him. Better throw her in the dumpster. Okay. So that's why he was like, oh, I got to hide you in this dumpster to protect you from the Highlanders. So her perspective is she, she meets an old man. He, he throws her in a dumpster. dumpster. <laughs> yep. She opens the lid, and all of a sudden, he's 45. And also, he's killed a bunch of people, and everything's on fire. <laughs> everything's on fire. And wet at the same time. <laughs> Everything is wet in this movie. It's a very damn Everyone's movie. hair is wet. Everything is wet. <laughs> Especially this lady. So, <laughs> all of a sudden, they're making out and getting really raunchy in this alleyway. Yeah. It's not even and in an alleyway. It's, it's like at the mouth wall. of an alleyway. It's like they're on the street where an alleyway starts, but there's in the street part. Did right. I miss anything that happened between the fight no. ending and that starting? Nope. She just nope. sees him and she's, she's like, just Ooh, like, he's oh, a young man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have no questions. I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm going to kiss this guy. But it's not like, oh, you know what, though? It happens really slowly. Like, she's leaning in, and he's leaning in, and I'm like, don't Oh, yeah, kiss. we thought, like, don't it was going to get stopped. Is, is somebody going to pull away? Don't kiss. Don't. Oh, god. You said that, that I was like, kiss, kiss, <laughs> kiss. And they don't just kiss. You know, I haven't used this word in a really long time, but they were macking on each other. Oh, yeah, dude. I, he boinked her in that alleyway corner. It just, it really escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. And no also intended. incredibly slowly. 
Yeah, they made a point of showing her dress come up and. Yeah, it was a Tommy Wiseau-esque love scene. Uh, It it was. was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, in the first like ten minutes of the movie, gratuitous uh, lovemaking scene. I mean, make any sense? I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy Wiseau was inspired solely by this movie. (laughs) Yeah. So I am now at the point in my in my notes where I say, "Why are they kissing? Why are they doing it in an alleyway?" And then weird stuff starts to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where, and then it got weird. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to end. <laughs> Bad choice of words. What we were just talking about. I don't know where this fits into our conversation. So I'm just going to say it now. The lighting in this movie is nauseating. All of the lights are behind rotating fans. And there's like fog machines in every single room. There's just spinning lights in every single room. Did you notice this? Yes. There's a spinning fan in like the Highlander warehouse cave. Mm -hmm. There's a spinning fan in Alan Naiman's office. There's a spinning fan in Bob Slidell's council room. There are big spinning fans uh, in in Max, the prison. It's it's everywhere. It's the most obnoxious, nauseating thing. It made me feel like I was spinning around. I mean, that was a 90s thing, I think, because I feel like I remember that in, like, Total Recall. Oh, god! In, in all kinds of 90s stuff. Like, even in Ace Ventura, when nature calls, there's, like, a light behind a fan with, like, a fog coming out of it. Even in that, representing the pinnacle of cinematography. <laughs> well, but my point is, is, like, every movie had it. It was, like, it didn't even matter what the tone it was of the every movie single was. But, yeah, they really went over this. the top on this one. Oh, they gosh. jumped the shark. They jumped the bird, man. But I can remember one specific shot where there was no moving lighting. I highly doubt that. It was when he's maybe just like Katana came back, I think, to because he's like, oh, he killed the bird people. Time to go be a Highlander. <laughs> and so he goes forward in time and to Earth to fight McLeod. And I think they already fought. And then McLeod goes into... He busts open like a big dramatic like double door. <laughs> and then he's backlit, but then also has direct lighting only on um, his eyes. Yeah, it looks like Morticia Adams. <laughs> 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 or he looks like he's looking through a letterbox yeah, at a like speakeasy. A, uh-huh. That's exactly what it looked like. But it's just like a dark face with a rectangle of light on his eyes. <laughs> we The bridge of his nose. And we've rewound it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, be- before we get to that part i I just had to aside to talk about the lighting because it was horrible and that's not the kind of thing i notice in movies but i couldn't unsee that in this well also it was particularly bad in this because we apparently watched like a remaster of it because remember in the trailers 2005 edition in the trailers it was like really like contrasty lighting like everything was like harsh like edge light and then like everything was really dim in the shot but in this they tried to like bring up the dynamic Remaster. range or whatever. I don't so know. like everything is like kind of unnatural colors and like resaturated. It's terrible. And it's terrible. There is the sequence uh, because because McCloud has called out for Ramirez. Ramirez. Oh yeah, comes after to the, the bird earth. people fight, he says it. Yeah, he comes to the earth, but is transported. I guess, directly into Scotland, maybe where he was executed or something I like that. I think that's what happened. And he lands on a stage 
where there's a theater Shakespearean troupe. play. Yeah, they're doing Hamlet. Uh-huh. And he's he's just killing the room because he's like cussing. Not literally. No, not literally. Yeah. But the other guy's trying to give uh, a dramatic performance and Sean Connery is just hushing and shushing over him and uh, the entire crowd is laughing. Anyway, Sean Connery then goes to a men's boutique and they judge him and say that he probably can't afford the clothing there. Oh, yeah, he has like a pretty woman moment. <laughs> but he pulls off his earring. Just one single earring. And yeah, it was like a pearl earring It was one or pearl earring. And the guy who initially was saying, hey, the suit will take weeks to make. He's like, oh, I got this earring. I'll make it all immediately. And, and Ramirez is like, I need it by this afternoon. I'm pretty sure it was nighttime when he got there. So, like, I don't know. He, it's a nighttime play. And then he walks to a tailor and is like, make me a suit. And like, they're just okay. And then have like a, like a comedy. It's I, I, I the almost... William Tell overture while they're dressing him. It's... Yeah. It was. <laughs> so is that a different song than the song that I felt like should have been playing, which is a. Very similar. But I felt different. like that was the tone they were going for. It was like Home Alone when everyone's getting ready. It was yeah. just super over the oh top. Oh my gosh. And they're like giving him drinks and doing his nails and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it Honestly, it should have just been the Dumb and Dumber Pretty Woman montage. <laughs> like that's what they should have done. And so now Sean Connery has to fly to wherever mcleod is what but he doesn't know McLeod? what a plane is Unclear. um i would assume new york because that's where he was before okay um but <laughs> I, but but, but sean connery doesn't know what a what a plane is and the taylor's like what time is your flight and he's like what's a flight and he's like oh you said you had to go on a, a trip long journey so i assumed you're fastest flying. ways he's like, to fly he's like oh, okay yep and then he just figures that out <laughs> He just no idea what a plane is. All of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go pay for a flight and go to America." How's he gonna do that? He's only got one more year. How does he know what New York is? I don't know. Shanley, is this your favorite part? <laughs> it is okay. because without any kind of context, you just jump right from him getting a suit, which doesn't really make sense, and is like kind of like a very happy, whimsical kind of feel. The music and the um, comical, like. I don't know, just seeing them play around with different fabrics for his suit. Jump from that straight to him being on a plane. And he's weirdly flirtatious with the woman next to him, yeah. which is another thing on its own. But then they show the safety video that they're watching. Oh, that's your favorite scene. Okay, yeah. So this is like the safety video that typically flight attendants give to tell you like where the masks are and you know in emergency situations what you need to do. And this video is overly dramatized. Yeah. Like, they're showing all these, you know, emergency situations, and everyone on the plane is freaking out, screaming, like, close-ups on their faces, freaking out. And he's looking around like, what is this? What is going on? Because he's never seen a plane before in his life. Yeah, the the plane actually in the video crashes into a mountain and explodes. But yeah. you can tell it's like a model or like a toy plane. Yeah. Like it like lands and then like kind of topples over in like a like very toy kind of like just dropping it way. And then it cuts to an explosion. It's so <laughs> it's wacky. Like, it was ridiculous. Is that how the first movie is? Does, is the first 
does the first movie have that kind of like Tim no. Burton comedy? The first movie, as far as I remember, it was very serious. But what's fascinating about the plane situation, I don't know if you guys experienced this. So they first show him on a plane and he's like hanging out and he's on a plane. And he says something. It wasn't very remarkable. Then it was what was probably still like 20 minutes of other stuff happening. Like McLeod goes to see the scientist and then Katana sees that McLeod killed his henchman. Then he goes to Earth and then maybe they fight. And then there's some drama about the whole thing. Wait, and sorry. Did you wait, just talk about Katana coming to Earth? Well, yes. Okay, well, we'll come back to I'm, that. Wait, but I'm okay. making a point. Okay, go ahead. So, so that all happens. And then they cut back to the plane where he's, like, flirting with the girl next to him. So those two plane scenes had, like, 20 minutes of other stuff happening in between them. where And it felt like an hour of stuff. Right. Where I had completely forgotten that he was even in the on his way yeah. to America. And I was like... He's still on the plane? Like, what the hell is happening? And like, then they show... And it wasn't him landing video. or anything. It was, like, an unnecessary... Like, he's in the air on a plane. Then we go do 20 minutes of other stuff. Then back to him on the plane. And then still later, he shows up in New York. But when they go back to him on the plane, they they have to show how suave Sean Connery is because he's hitting on this woman. Yeah, why couldn't that have happened the first time he was on the plane? Why did it have to happen at all? And he says some like odd, odd things that are supposed to be sexy. Yeah, he said he doesn't like to put anything in his mouth that he can't identify. And then he said, "Well, not always," or something like that. And I was like, "Ew, yeah, I don't." Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, Katana's henchmen have been killed, so now he has to come to wherever McCloud is, New York. Maybe. Probably. There's no defining skyline. Oh, and it's the year 2025, by the way. Yeah, it's coming up. Happening. No, 2024. 2024, you're right. Even closer. Uh, so they, it's they do scratching a, at the door. They have a close-up to Katana's hands, and he's, uh, he's like, gripping his knuckles, you know, really dramatically, and there's electricity coming through them. And then the next scene is... A pl- is a subway platform and they show this commercial about something called the psychic chef on the paranormal pantry and it's like when you're fixing food for ghostly guests and there's like like weird corpses with bullet wounds in their heads eating food and I don't I don't understand what that is is that like does that actually happen in this universe or is that like I don't know what to say about that <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't clear if that was actually like a commentary on what society is like or if that was like a comedic. It's like Beetlejuice. There are parts of this movie that just go Beetlejuice and it's the weirdest thing. But anyway, we're in this subway platform because that's where Katana lands. And at this point when he lands, he's now wearing gloves. He wasn't wearing gloves when he took off. They zoomed into his hands and now he's wearing these shiny black gloves. And when he lands... It's I'll like never... the reverse of Terminators. <laughs> yeah, he, he lands more with clothes. more clothes on. <laughs> he says this amazing line when he lands. It's, that was great. Yes! And then he starts beating up people on the train. And then he goes up to a child and he goes, have you ever wanted to drive a train? So have I! And then he hijacks the train and he drives it 400 miles an hour. And people in the train are like, 
bouncing into windows and their heads are splattering. There's yeah. this one guy whose they eyes bulge out of his head. They basically turn the train into like a Gravitron from the fair. <laughs> yeah. But like way up. But everyone except for him is like, yeah, being like Pulverized. pulled into the back walls of whatever train car they're in. Did you see the guy with the bulging eyes? Yeah. And he's just like maniacally laughing, just but going, in like an eviler way than yeah. the other guy. But it's like they didn't spend any time developing what his character is supposed to be. And in the first one, the bad Highlander, like the main, like all the Highlanders are supposed to kill each other. But the bad Highlander, the one that's like especially evil, he is like actually kind of scary, you know? He's like crazy and scary. So it's a different villain in the first one. Yeah, because uh, McLeod kills him. But so this Highlander dude was like actually scary. And you would think that in the sequel, now it's like this is the bad general who was like, he's supposed to be like the Zod. He like knows who he is and who they are. And he should know like the limits of their powers and be like both more serious and like emotionally detached. Unlike the first guy who was evil without knowing why he was evil. He just wanted to kill people. This guy's like, I have, I understand the political ramifications of what we're doing and we have a history or something that you've wronged me. And instead he just gets to earth and is like, I'm going to drive a train really fast. He seems like he's trying to have fun. Like he's like goofing off. He's wacky. Yeah. He's it's zany. a wacky. He's zany. <laughs> and then eventually the train blasts through a wall and he steps yeah, out. Yeah, because that's how train tracks end. <laughs> they end at, is a at a wall. <laughs> he steps out of the collapsed brick building and I, I'm watching him like, oh, he's going to say something. He's going to make a, a train joke or something. And he goes, let's stop. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah, he like turns to like the passengers and says that. Oh man, the dead passengers. Yeah, that was great. So that all happens, and then he goes to fight McCloud, and then we cut back to Sean Connery. So that's the kind of movie we're dealing with, where they think that makes sense. Oh jeez. Yeah, and he uh, Katana takes a cab to meet. Yeah, why did he take the train and then take a cab? With planes, trains, and automobiles sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and everybody in this movie gives their full names. Bird people, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Bit characters like the cabbie whose name was, hang on, Jerry Pritchard, who's like complaining about how crazy the world is now. While he's drinking and driving a cab. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, Wasn't he also trying to set... Katana up with his sister? Yeah, he yeah. says a line. So Katana starts destroying his car and like trying to kill him. He's like smashing all his windows and, he, and stuff. And Jerry Pritchard, the cabbie, is screaming. And I'm like, okay, yeah, because he's against he's all of this violence. Like, ah. But I don't. He's saying incoherent words, but it's like he's talking. And then his lines reveal that he's really enjoying it. And he's like, oh, man, you should hook up with my sister. You guys can compare tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, what the hell that. was that? <laughs> that's what happens when i, I hope that that was in McLeod. the script i hope you that think that there was... was a script for this movie oh for sure i don't think that sean connery would do an improv film i think katana says this to mcleod ashes to ashes dust to dust if you don't take it out and use it it's going to rust is that when they're randomly in a church yeah and you and know the like, rules. Disappears. You can't fight me on holy land. Like I didn't know that. 
Well, it's in the first one. It's kind of a big thing. But in the first one, it kind of makes sense because, like, you think they're humans and you're like, maybe there's some kind of, like, mythical, like, God, spiritual thing going on or something. It doesn't okay. make sense. Let's clarify. But, like, it kind of makes sense. And then they just cut to but another scene. But now they're scene. aliens. So it's like, if you guys are aliens from the past, why do you care about holy ground? I don't know if they're aliens. Unclear. They are 100% aliens. There was different planet or dimension talk. I don't I don't know. It cuts scenes, and then that's when Connor, Connor McLeod, is that yep. his name? But that's they never, when he's... ever, ever say Connor in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, even his love interest continues to call him McCloud the entire time, even mm-hmm. after they've consummated their relationship in an alleyway. Um, that That's when they fight for the first time, and then Ramirez finally lands in wherever they are. You claim it's New York. Fine. And... Then they have like a competitive sword fight, Ramirez and McLeod. Well, it's after he fought the other dude. Yeah, he fights So he him. has a sword fight with Katana. And okay. then, like, because immediately when he walks into this place, which I think is when the light is on his eyes. Yeah, that's when the light's on his eyes. And, and he's I, all nervous. And then a swordsman oh, jumps kills, out. That's where he kills Jerry Pritchard. Remember, he throws the, the cabbie off he from does. the ceiling. Yep. This movie is maddening. But so then a swordsman jumps out. We think it's Katana. And you're like, how did he get here so fast to fight him? Right. But instead, the swordsman pushes into the light. And we see that it's Ramirez. And he's like, you called? Yeah. And then they proceed to have a friendly duel. It's a a dimly lit sequence of two stuntmen just clanking their swords against yeah, each other. Yeah, and very clearly like going like, okay, we hit up high, and then we hit down low, and then we hit up high. And also in slow-ish motion. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. And, uh, and then, now at this point in the movie, they decide to meld these two stories what? together. The Sky Laser story and the Highlander story. And, and I'm very confident these were two different movies. Like, did you guys get that sense? It kind of felt like a the Sky Laser one was like a rejected James Bond idea. I think this movie is just a ripoff of so many different things, and they just mashed them together. This is a ripoff of Star Wars. This movie is a ripoff of Star Wars. There are satellites that are exploding in the sky. They have retractable swords. They have a sword fight next to a big whirling beam. Yeah, and the, and, the floor oh. is shiny in that room where the beam is. It's a big, round room. With only like an electrical beam in the middle of it, and the black floor is glistening. And and when the security guys are looking at uh, the future beings t- teleporting into Earth on the radar, it looks just like a Death Star. It's spherical with like a little dot on it, and it's spinning. Like these were people, but they look like Death Stars. This movie is just a ripoff of everything, and it is so maddening. So Katana decides to team up with Bob Slidell, but Bob Slidell's not having it because he's got a muscle guy who's never fired a gun before because he shoots Katana a million times as if he's never even held a gun. He's like holding it high above his head and like pulling the trigger with two fingers at the same time. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And also they don't explain anything. How did Katana know enough about McLeod's involvement in the Earth Why does he even want to be a part of that? To go do that? How did he think that like Oh, well, McLeod's got a thing with this girl who he just boned in an alley. So he's definitely going to want to come here 
to try to stop the laser beam in the sky. That's so what you I'll think join he's doing this in there? to fight him. That's why he went there. Is because he's like he's his whole Katana's you motivation in so much more than I did in this. Movie. Katana's motivation is to kill McLeod. I know. So that. he went to the the company that Bob the Doctor Newman Naaman Doctor Newman the the company <laughs> yeah, that he worked for to join them. They're kind called, of they're like called Shield, much like Judd Nelson going to work for Dan Tastic because. He wanted to directly impact what's John his Henry name? Irons. Yeah, he wanted to directly impact him and like what he was concerned about in the world, mm-hmm. like the gang violence in his brother's neighborhood. Oh, um, so that's what Katana's doing. Is he's like, this is something McLeod's already into because of the girl he cares about. So I'm gonna go like basically lay in wait for him to I... come in, try to shut down the laser. Oh, I'm in the laser room. We're gonna fight again. I did not understand that. Did you get that, Shanley? I did not. I feel like, honestly, this is... At this point, I stopped trying We were just waiting for it to be over. Remember when you guys were like, you didn't even watch the movie to me. I uh, no, got I, all I of can this. see. I can see. You understood. I, this movie had so much of my attention. I was focusing so hard, and I wanted to understand what the heck was going on, and I didn't get any of these things. Um. Yeah. And well, I did miss when they killed the doctor, but other than that, they didn't I, kill the doctor. Everything. He just died. Oh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I missed him dying. What yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah, the, we didn't even really talk about this because it doesn't matter. Uh, just uh, say it quick. It doesn't need to be. A whole Alan thing. Newman knows that the shield is it the laser anymore? dome can come down. It's because destroying the earth. Because radiation above the shield is now normal, you know, because the sun has chilled out. <laughs> there's, there's yeah, the sun. <laughs> the sun is like my bad guys. I'm and cool. So he uh, he tells McCloud that there's a place where he can go where the shield is breached. If he climbs a high enough mountain, he can get above the shield and he can experience the the actual environment for himself and see that the radiation is fine. But that that guy Alan Newman. He's thrown into Max, which is a maximum security sci-fi prison. And they go and they find him. And it looks like he's just in sewers. But, of course, the lights are behind spinning fans. <laughs> and he tells them the coordinates. And then his head just bucks over. And he just he just dies. Okay. So I, I don't care that I missed that, I guess. No. But um, so I feel like we're missing stuff. But no, I know we that, are not. I know that at, at this point, I guess... Ramirez and the girl and McLeod just are like, okay, well, let's go break into the laser facility. No, no. The so pyramid now, with the laser so they beam. broke. They broke into Max Prison to rescue Alan Naiman, but they don't because he dies. Uh, and so, and then Katana says, "Oh, is that when they drive in and, and they get shot a bunch of times? They yeah. get shot from behind. Like they drive in, and the uh, McLeod and Ramirez are in the front seats." And the girl's in the trunk, and the cops are shooting up the vehicle from so every direction. Much. They're like drug cartels. Like crazy shooting it up. Then they go, and the first thing they do is pop the trunk, and the girl's just like, hey. I like, asked them for a ride, and they threw me in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and the cops are like, oh, okay. And they're like, hey, look at these dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. And so then they just bring her to a doctor's office. Yeah, and the doctor, doctor is like being weirdly flirty with her. I don't think he's a real doctor. 
He was basically Dr. Spachemin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he totally was. For some reason, he had like a southern accent, but I think it was he, fake. No, yeah, he had a southern accent. And then when McLeod and Ramirez get like, up. Them boys been shot like a hundred times. Yeah, and he goes, like you guys are supposed to, you boys are supposed to, Larry. And then, <laughs> and then he faints. Yeah, he does say that. Anyway, so they break into the prison. That's how they get Alan Naiman and Bob Slidell and Katana are watching on the security footage. And Bob Slidell says, don't worry, they'll never break out of Max. And Katana says, you said they'll never they'd never break in. And so that's when Bob Slidell sicks the killer ceiling fan upon them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Kind of like uh, Willy Wonka. It's kind of like Willy Wonka, and it's also kind of like the trash compactor it is like in the trash Star Wars. Yes. So there's a killer ceiling fan that comes down from the sky. Very slowly, as is the Highlander 2, the Quickening's way. <laughs> it's like a twisted irony to it make sure everything is. slow in Highlander 2, the Quickening. <laughs> the doors lock. They're stuck in this silo with this killer ceiling oh, fan. Please tell me you have the quote. I know we're going to get there in a second, but just... And Sean Connery... Uh, they're freaking out. They're like... They're like lowering themselves even though it's not anywhere near them yet yeah yeah and sean connery does something with magic and he just puts up his hand to like the middle of the the yeah to catch the middle of the ceiling fan and then amazing grace starts playing on the bagpipes and he turns into sparkles and then the doors open up did you hear you don't know what he said i don't know what he said because they they say the line that he says there is it is also the final line of the film that the magic works? No, 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 Why no. do they keep saying... Is that from the first movie? The I, magic no, works? No, in this one, or maybe... They say that a lot I think lot in the in first one, he, when, when he's explaining what it means to be a Highlander to McLeod, he, I think McLeod asks him if it's like magic or something, and he's like, sure. I don't know. I don't remember. But any, either way, he makes this <sighs> dumb speech that was super stupid. Something about love. Uh, and he's like... No, he said um, that like there's so much living that we get to do in a lifetime and the people just watch it slip by them. But if you can muster it all up in one moment, then you can do something uh, miraculous or some, basically something like that. It was really dumb. And then he like stops the fan from moving and somehow the doors doors open open. Um, and it makes no sense, but that's how they escape Max. And then they get into... And also, a, he dies. Yeah. Again. He turns into glitter. Yeah, I think... He so turns into Michael Jackson glitter. I think he turned... He put all of his life essence into that miraculous moment of stopping the fan. Definitely not a worthy trade-off. <laughs> like, I'm going to stop this fan, and then I'll be dead again. It's like, why didn't they just say Ramirez again and bring him back? And then he would just come to life in the <laughs> fan room again and walk out. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Why didn't they, like, just wait till the fan got low enough and then, like, jumped onto the, like, pole that was holding the fan? It was a very slow fan. Like, it might have been sharp. I don't know. But I'm sure they could have jumped onto it. I'm sure if they took both of their swords and then just, like, jammed them into the fan blades and used their Highlander power to, like, hold it. They could have probably slowed it down enough to climb on top of the fan. That's what I thought they were going to do. I yeah. thought they were going to find a way to get through the fan without being beheaded. Well, because it was going incredibly slow. <laughs> so I don't think it would have been very difficult. It was like a like like kids playing it with was like a, a hand, jump rope. It was a hand-turned like, fan. <laughs> they, they definitely could have just like jumped over the blades. And like, <laughs> it would have been fine. 
Yeah, and so let, let's let's get going. What was that let's thing when you're a kid? Like you put a your skip foot it? through a yes, a skip it. You and I know what each other are talking about all of the time. <laughs> the thing you put your foot in, a skip it. Like you're sorry. <laughs> Most people would have said shoe. Yeah, but... sock. <laughs> what does a horseshoe do? Um, yeah, okay, so then. Uh... <laughs> so Ramirez is dead. They're and then... in the prison. No, so then they get a car. Yeah, they steal a Humvee. He fights Katana on top of the car. They drive up the mountain. They see that. Oh yeah, the sun has stopped making radiation. Oh yeah, I forgot Katana was on the car. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything with that. He uh, gives Louise a bloody nose. He does that. He punches her in the face. Did he also kill Bob Slidell after they escaped from the fan? No, not yet. Uh, Not yet. So. They've first found out that the radiation is done, so they decide they're going to go to the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters and and kill the Sky Beam. When you say S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, I'm just imagining where, like, Nick Fury is with all the scrolls. I kept thinking that during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they rip off everything in this. <laughs> they're ripping off movies from the future. I know that the comics were already active then. Leave me alone. Uh, so they go back to this dam that they I showed know that Earth. Nick Fury is, is probably sword, but maybe they go back to the dam, which is the headquarters <laughs> of the sky beam thing. And it's the same shots of the location from the very beginning when they introduced yeah, Louise. When, when the girl and her like crew is breaking, I think into they're called the place, cobalt. They do the exact same shots. It's the same exact and shots. They also yeah. did that in the bird scene. I don't know if we mentioned that specifically, but during the like ten minute long, yeah, it was the like, same flying shots, back and forth, just sequence, reshuffled. We started noticing, like, I think that we saw that shot already, and then they did it another time. <laughs> it was crazy. So while McLeod and Louise are on their way into Shield, for some reason, Bob Slidell and Katana have a kerfuffle, and Bob Slidell is killed by his balls. Oh yeah, <laughs> he grabs him by his junk and throws him out the window. That's right. Yeah, he got thrown by his wiener out the window. <laughs> That's what you said. He watched the movie. You went, oh, he killed him by his wiener. <laughs> and then so they end up in the sky beam area, and it's just mano a mano, Katana versus McCloud. And it's a lot like Darth Vader versus, versus Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So even to the point where McCloud falls down at some point and... Katana's still hitting him with the sword, kind of like what Vader does right before he cuts off Luke's hand. Yep. It's like the exact same choreography. But McCloud gets back up, and he performs the most anticlimactic beheading I've ever seen. He like, Again, it's like he just pushes Katana's yeah. head off. <laughs> he, he was holding a sword, but he might as well have been holding a broomstick. He just kind of <laughs> slides his head off. <laughs> and then uh, Sean Connery's voice comes over and he says like only you and your love can stop this evil oogly boogly sky beam together with the power of your love so he doesn't ever say love but he says you need the power of you together to to do this or something so mcleod looks back at her it was very proceeds to step into (laughs) the beam all by himself yeah she does nothing And then he he fixes it, and then he stops it, and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy!" And I thought he died. 
Yeah. Cuz it like kind of like it like starts to blow up kind of. Mm-hmm. But then it like dims back down and he's just standing there in the beam still, kind of just like pacing around inside the beam <laughs> for like 30 seconds. <laughs> he's just kind of like wandering around and it's not like big. It's like it's like a like what? Like a 4 foot or 5 foot like cylinder of light. Yeah. And he's just kind of wandering. His like silhouette is just like pacing around in it. It was great. <laughs> Once you get used to it, it's kind of nice. And then they leave the building, and then thank goodness the movie's over. I thought it was going to be some kind of sacrifice because he was the only one again. So I was like, oh, is he like mortal again? But now he's going to have to like give up his life to like save the world by blowing up the beam nope. or something. Nah, he's still <laughs> immortal enough to do that. And the girl did nothing. Mm. He's going to go hook up with the chick. Didn't it immediately cut to McLeod and that girl having a moonlit stroll along a lake? Yeah. Like, no contact? Well, they showed a bunch of shots of, like, the city that I'm referring to as New York without the beam, like, laser grid above them, which looked exactly the same. Because it was, like, nighttime. So instead of it being, like, a dark gray, like, grid, it was just a dark gray sky. Yep. It looked exactly the same. It was like they were trying to show it was like in uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, yeah, when, but when only, Mr. Freeze is freezing the city. It yeah. totally reminded me of that. It was like that, that yeah. scene, but bad. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin did it better. Yeah. But then the best part of the movie, when the credits rolled, we got that banging song. Uh, it's called One Dream, but now I'm forgetting how it goes. Oh, well, it lasted oh. for the, the entire credits. credits. Oh, it kept delivering. <laughs> Are there more than like twenty words in the lyrics? It's one dream. Well, there's a lot of like keep us yeah, together. yeah, yeah, one dream. I gotta find it. It's an amazing <laughs> song. I continued to sing it after the movie was over. It's I definitely it going on the weekly heads. watch playlist. I'm really glad that that's becoming a thing. Yeah, we, you actually made a playlist for yeah. it that we listened to when we went. Uh, to the lake the other day we need to um re-watch some of the films that are not represented on the playlist and see if there's something we can add oh i'm sure there are maybe there's some like uh like mariachi music from when jack twist goes to mexico that we could put in <laughs> or i don't know just just spitball in here like uh ennis spitballed oh jack <laughs> wow he did he gave him the old spitball it's beautiful, Matt. Stop it. What's the title of the song? It's called One Dream. Okay, I think I, I think I can remember it now. One dream to keep me hanging on. One dream. Uh, uh, over and over. One dream that love will find a way. <laughs> so it's hilarious because when did this song come out? Like, or when did this movie come out? 1991? 91. So this came out in 91. It's like a 1986 song. Yeah, this song is like straight up 80s. Like this is like a, like a foreigner journey. Like it's that type of music. Which I think was definitely not popular at this time. <laughs> it's so good. Wait, I just I'm waiting for the chorus. Oh, 
and that goes for the entire credits. It's a good it's unbelievable. song. It is. But it doesn't fit. Like well, it's like cool in like a kids movie version. This no. is like a last action hero song. It's a cool song, but um <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Like one dream, they like what who had a dream in this movie? I guess Katana had a dream to kill McCloud. McCloud like was like, "Oh shit, I think we have to shut down the laser." That's not a dream. That's like I think we got I think I think the I, I messed up. The laser beam might be a bad idea now. Um, well, they, no they, one has they, a dream. They made a point to the say girl that has that a dream. I guess to, to yeah. do it with an old man. Yeah, they made a point to say that the laser was not a bad idea. Before Alan Newman <laughs> dies, he goes, "We did a good thing," <laughs> and McCloud goes, "Yep," <laughs> and then that's when the guy dies. It just bothers me that on the alien planet in the past. Ramirez and McLeod are still named Ramirez and McLeod because they're that's that's stupid like what if Ramirez didn't go live in Spain when they made him an immortal on earth (laughs) sorry he said something I bet it was awesome I have the name of the doctor the Larry doctor Uh you're gonna remember it as soon as I say it any guesses guys no none (laughs) Hi, I'm Dr. Sonny Jackson. Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) I do remember that. (laughs) Every character has full names in this movie. Oh, that's awesome. Except for McCloud. Yeah, and we don't know Katana's first name. And the bird people. Yeah. Can you look up Ramirez's full name? (sighs) Okay. Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. It sounds longer when he says it with a Scottish accent. It really does. does. (laughs) And that's it. That's that's the whole movie. Yeah, that was it. What a bad, 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 bad movie. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. I and am not exaggerating. This is not the worst movie that we've watched together. It is the worst movie watching experience I've ever had in my entire life. I've seen <laughs> so many movies. I literally had a negative physical experience watching this movie. So did I win the podcast? I... I I sure you can have you can yeah, win the podcast I but I don't know if we're going to be friends anymore. Um I did great. I I killed it this week. It was bad and I think that was the goal. We didn't say good sequels. No, I you're exactly right. What good, I think the beauty of this as a bad sequel is the beauty of which this is of a bad sequel. How do I say that good? Off in their <laughs> camper, they were whacking. Yep. Off in whose camper they were whacking. <laughs> um, so the the beauty of this is that this makes people who haven't seen Highlander not have any interest in watching Highlander. I and it makes people who have seen Highlander want to go back and watch pissed him. off and hate Highlander because this like the the details of this film are things that ruin the first one. Like it's it's hard to enjoy the first one if you remember like oh yeah, they're aliens that were sent here as a punishment for rebelling. It just makes the franchise stupid. Yeah. It makes it silly. The first one is it's probably dumb and cheesy because of its time, but it's like supposed to be a pretty serious movie. It's a cool fantasy epic kind of thing that they were this going movie, for. This movie, this one is like 
Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Dead on. Yes. It, I, I've never, ever <laughs> in my life seen anything like this. That's probably the most apt comparison. It's I very feel like same. it's very Super Mario Highlander Bros. 2 is like a less good version of Super Mario Brothers. Than but I do like that there's less weird like slime rooms with like Peach's father who's also a fungus now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because she's a toadstool. Why didn't they make him like a big, like cool looking mushroom? I know we're not talking about that movie. We'll save that for another time. But that pissed it's me off. It's only a matter of time kid. before we watch that movie. In this. Huh? It's only a matter of time before we watch that movie. Oh, yeah, yes. It's coming. <sighs> Let's do our stupid rankings. Wait, 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 no, I, no so, I don't want to so, talk no, about this movie anymore. We have to, anymore. Matt. It's important. What? Are Doctor, you guys, I already said Dr. Sonny Jackson. Am I correct that you guys are less interested in watching Highlander or... Am I wrong? And you guys need to see how good was the first one that it inspired the creation of a sequel, even though it's so terrible. Shanley? Um, I think you are right. That has turned me off from the franchise. <laughs> nope. I've, I've seen enough Highlander and that is, that's it. I'm good. All right. I am so confident that there was like this laser movie that they wanted to make. That was kind of like Total Recall a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we're trying to make a Highlander 2. Put those together. And so it doesn't make me think that the first one is bad. Because I think that this one was just a, a weird thing that happened. An abomination. I just vomited a little bit. <clears throat> <laughs> a weird abomination that somehow happened. A weird abomination. <laughs> what? I don't know. The way you said it just inspired that. Okay. <laughs> but that being said... I am a Swedish plumber. That's what I was doing from uh, Always Sunny. <laughs> Anyways. The reason I don't want to watch Highlander... <clears throat> wow, you're getting serious. You sound like old man McLeod. <laughs> the reason I don't want to watch Highlander... Was he doing a Marlon Brando? Yeah. Uh, definitely <laughs> that's i told you godfather 2 that's what they were going for he said, he said that this was the godfather 2 of <laughs> highlander i stand by it well it is the second installment and I, it's the best this one. movie doesn't make me think that the first highlander is anything like this because i do think that this movie is an amalgamation of two separate movies that being said you are right in that it, it makes me not want to watch the first highlander because the first Highlander will remind me of this movie <laughs> and it will make me sick to my stomach. I I hope that I'm correct, but I, I have faith that the first one in its 80s cheesiness is good enough to make you forget about Highlander 2. Not me. I think it can do it. No, I will never watch that. I'm it's, not interested in any Highlander stuff. I can't wait this. until the next time someone, and I hope it's you, I hope you spin strictly Jimmy, and I get to just serve this up to you on a platter. No. You get to choose between Highlander, Highlander 2 again, and Highlander 3. (laughs) I hated this movie so much (laughs) that when you played the trailers afterwards, I was screaming, turn it off. I can't see this anymore. And I wasn't trying to be dramatic. I wasn't exaggerating. The movie hurt me. It hurt me physically. To watch. Even with the super soldier serum coursing through your veins. Is Christopher Lambert the first actor that we've had repeated 
in in our movie watches? No, Nicolas Cage. No, but that doesn't count because the, those are for Nicolas Cage specific movies. What was the other movie? He was in he was in Spirit of Vengeance. Was he? Yes. Yeah, I remember he was the he was like weird a monk. monk with tattoos on his face who wanted to kill a child. Oh. And by the way, he's aged very well. That's because he was a really old-looking young man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, hmm. Can we move on, please? You just asked a question. I did? Yes. What did I ask? You oh. said, is he the first person who's been oh, repeated? Yeah, no, I wasn't asking a question about the movie, though. Um, I'm ready to move on from this movie and never watch it again. Let me see. Who else might have been repeated? No one. I don't think. I think he's the first one. I can't think of anyone. So, is it time for rankings? Yep. You want to do the honors, Shanley? Sure. I think, honestly, I, I knew it was straight to the bottom. Uh, my previous bottom Just was... Just like McLeod was with that girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, my previous worst was Russell Madness. And I think that's already been dethroned. By Highlander 2, The Quickening. That yeah. quickly became my least favorite. And your top is still Jaws the Revenge? Yes, it is. Right. Jimmy? I think you should go next, because it was my film. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a new bottom for me. New bottom. Highlander 2, The Quickening, is the one I'm least likely to ever watch. This has been Whose a rough... Whose throne has this usurped? Well, I was just going to say, the last three weeks, every time we've watched a movie, it's gone to the bottom of the list. This has been a terrible three weeks for me. First, it was Steel at the bottom of the list. Then Russell Madness at the bottom of the list. Now this one at the bottom of the list. It's a race to the bottom, and I am going mad. I'm losing my mind. So I can't remember. This makes me want to quit this podcast <laughs> for the well, sake of my sanity. Could it possibly get worse? I don't know. I didn't know that movies could be this bad. It... I'm not being dramatic when I say that this movie hurt me. Yeah, it earned all of that 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, I'm a little offended that Steel is so low on your list. I, I just edited the Steel episode and I re-experienced it for our two and a half hour episode that I trimmed down massively down to two hours. Uh, and I was still going to trim it some more probably. And Steel is really bad. It's it's a bad experience. But I watched that so movie three times. Bad that it's kind of good. I watched it three times. Some of the other ones on the list, I I think are so bad they're good. But I think Steel. I think I'm done with it. I think I'm ready to move on with my. How life. many times did you watch it, Jimmy? I watched it three times. Oh, strange that you didn't mention that already. Yeah, I know. So I can't remember if I agreed and put Russell Madness at the bottom last week. I think I did, but I can't remember. But either way, I think I've grown to love Russell Madness. Because you've been thinking about it all week. Yeah, and I think it was. I think it's. I I miss it a little bit. <laughs> but whatever else could have been at the bottom if it wasn't that, it's possibly Steel. But uh, this is definitely the worst movie. This has I, never happened before, <clears throat> where we all have placed the movie in the exact same place. Really? Because I wasn't sure. This movie is the I great uniter week. in that everyone equally hates it. You're certain that I didn't do that last week? With Russell Madness? With Russell Madness, I didn't agree that it was at the bottom? Uh, you might be right. I haven't gone back and edited that episode yet. Not sure. I'll get back to you. Okay, we'll just cut that out of the podcast if you're wrong. Um, 
I I think that this is definitely. Yeah, I couldn't do this again. Yeah, I think they would have to do the sort of clockwork orange, peeled eyelids back to rewatch this movie. Yeah, if anyone ever asks what the worst sequel of all time is, there's no disputing it. Like everything else that was on the list, I can't imagine it being this terrible. You know, here's the thing. Russell Madness was one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. It's very dumb, but it was coherent. It yep. made sense, and mm-hmm. I knew what was happening. I'm like, of course this monkey's talking. Of course this dog is choking out this grown man. That's what this movie is. This one, Highlander, I'm like, wait, they're doing it in an alleyway. Now there's a psychic chef. N- what is yeah. happening here? Now there's a retractable sword. You didn't and still don't know that they were aliens. Like <laughs> That's a big part of the whole franchise now, and you are still not sure uh, yeah. if that's correct. This movie is so incoherent. It's, it's, it is maddening. Yeah, and it's, uh, I think that it, it, there's just almost nothing redeeming about it. Like No. Russell Madness was so dumb. But, like, you laughed when dumb things happened. Well, I could watch that with my kids, and they would they would love it, and I would enjoy the experience of watching it with them. Yeah. Uh, Even though like, I don't like the movie. If you put on most of the movies we've watched that were bad, you could watch them and, like, do something else, and then, like, laugh at ridiculous things that happen every once in a while. This one, they're not even very funny. It's just painful. It's just, like, why is this happening? It's How? like a master class <laughs> Who let in disaster. This happen? <laughs> yeah, I I every component <sighs> in this movie does not work with another component in this movie. It's amazing. <laughs> Never before has such perfect cacophony ever been created by humans. I am the surprised. blood and the gore do not fit in with the humor of it, the wackiness of the villain. Like every bit of it does not work together. It's amazing. I'm surprised you guys dislike it as much as I do because a lot of the reason I dislike it is because of how it's like similar to how Game of Thrones final season ruined the whole series. Here That's what again. this did for the first Highlander to me. And without experiencing that, I'm surprised that you guys still have the same or even maybe a more intense level of disliking this movie. I probably like this the most out of the three of us. You don't have to be able to identify what kind of animal feces is on a sidewalk in order to be like, no, this is awful. I don't want any part of this. So that that's what this is. I feel like maybe you had more um, background to be disappointed by this. And for us, it was just like, I don't care. It's just isn't good. Okay. Yeah. Like I might've, my expectations might have been let down further than you guys. But because you guys didn't even go in with expectations, maybe I still ended up at a higher place than you. Maybe. That makes sense. I I felt cheated, I think, because <laughs> I was on board and I was like watching. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take in all of this lore. I'm going to experience this. And yeah, animal feces on the sidewalk. Can we leave this behind us? Please. Well, then you know what time it is. It's time to spin and I'm not excited because I'm still distraught from that movie, but hopefully this will turn things around, because my turn to spin. 
Yeah, Matt, it's Matt's it's favorite thing. It's more Matt. Matt time. You spun last. Matt, Matt, Matt. Why don't Matt, we go Matt. around the room and say things that we like about Matt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. That was a weak spin I did. Bad sequel. Oh, no. Nicholas Cage filmography. <laughs> when was the last time? Wait. Is it time let's, again? Let's pull this up. Ooh, why why does the Nicolas wheel favor Cage, this? He's haunting us. We have to add more things to the wheel. We can't just keep doing repetition. Yeah, we can. Shanley, are you checking the records here? Yes, and we have watched one, two, three, four movies since then. So I think it's up for grabs. So there's I, four there's four yeah. choices in between. Because Jimmy yeah. was the last time he spun Ooh. it. Then Jimmy went yesterday, and so now it's on me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing Nicolas Cage filmography a third time. You know, I, I think we might want to consider retiring this one or at least benching it for a little while after this one. No. <laughs> we already have a rule. It has to be at least four movies between repeats. But this podcast is going to be a few a few friends watch Nicolas Cage movies every <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> well... Do we think we should? Maybe? That's going to be eight episodes. I think, I think that's going to be eight episodes in between Nicolas Cage films. I think people will be okay. I think we've been doing this podcast for three months, right? And we've done three Nicolas Cage movies. We've done a Nicolas Cage movie every month. Maybe we open or widen that window. So, like. So, rather than it being every month, I don't know. Whatever, though. Uh, Nicolas Cage is only in. 106 credited roles okay so i don't know what i'm gonna choose but what i will say is i'm gonna try to choose something that is not the worst thing in the entire world we need a break i really 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 regret not choosing jujitsu right and i think that a lot of people are thinking that you should explore (laughs) the world of jujitsu everyone's been talking about that and so I think that this might be a good introduction into what I do, Matt. In case anyone wants to know, I'm a two-stripe blue belt in jiu-jitsu. No big deal. So that's, this that's is exactly what I thought. I thought it wasn't a big deal. This is basically going to be me on screen. It's Nicolas Cage as me. <laughs> so you should definitely consider that in your choosings. Uh, okay. Thanks. Shanley, any thoughts? Choose jitsu. I, you know what? I want to keep the element of surprise. I'm not going to push any kind of agenda because I want to see what you come up with. I don't want to watch jujitsu, so I said it because I know there's no way Matt's going to pick the movie that I suggest uh, he picks. Stop trying to Judd Nelson me because <laughs> you know I have to push the envelope. Yep. <laughs> Nathaniel. It's a magnet no. on my chest. <laughs> I think you should just pick... Oh, damn it. Oh, wait. Is this the first time since we've all gotten... <laughs> we've all gotten Nicholas Cage Yay! Yay! And we've <laughs> all gotten our parents' recommendations. That's true. But it's she only didn't choose things. hers. Yeah, but she got it, though. Oh, yeah. So Weirdo. maybe we retire a category after each of us has spun it. Nope. I don't <laughs> like that. Because then we're going to run out of categories. I don't think we there's an infinite number of interesting categories we can come up with. How about movies with a killer ceiling fan? <laughs> And and you can interpret that either way. Maybe it's one that's threatening someone's life. Maybe it's just a really good ceiling fan. A good-looking ceiling fan. Can we add a category just called lasers? 
I think so. What would that even do? I, I, I think that I think that we should have like maybe up to half of the spaces on the wheel be movie jar. Movie jar. Movie jar. I am. I'm not saying that that's the perfect number, but maybe a, a third, maybe a quarter, and uh-huh. uh, somewhere. But I, I think if that. there was because there's so many things in that movie jar, and we've only got it once. I think that would help to minimize the repeats. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. And the movie jar is a guaranteed non-repeat place. Yeah. We have no idea what you put in there. No idea what any of us put in there. I know what I put in there. You're the only one who doesn't remember what he put in there. I don't remember what I put in there. Shanley doesn't know. I know I followed the rule of two bad movies, one good movie. (laughs) But besides that, You guys only put movies? Yes. (laughs) Because that... So Not only we we came up with what we I just doing, wrote things around the room. And Jimmy just <laughs> messed like, it up. Mini fridge. V8 <laughs> splash. Frosted flakes. <laughs> it's going to be fun only... when we pick one of those and it's just like, okay, well now we have to figure out how to watch this. <laughs> Not only do you not remember what you put in the jar, but you also do not remember that we've had this discussion four or five times. I remember that we've had this discussion. Do you remember that we said that all we put in there were movies? Yeah. Oh, that was just for some no theatrics? No, because I thought one of you put in directors or something. No, nope, we've discussed this before. You. You. Or actors. That was, that was always you. Or something. <laughs> No one, no one put anything listen. other than literally film titles. That's right. Yeah. Shaley doesn't remember. I bet she put something weird in there. I really don't appreciate that accusation, that completely unfounded accusation. You don't remember what you put in the jar. Yeah, but I know that I was paying attention when Matt and I were sitting together and we put in movie titles. Look, the point is none well, of us knows. God knows what. No one knows what's happening. You don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. <laughs> For the record, I'm not sick of you, Jimmy. It's just the You're old. sick from the shot. No, I'm sick from this movie. This movie Which sucked. movie? Highlander 2. You've seen Highlander? Oh, yeah. Which one? Le Quiconing. Anyway. Well, everybody, this has been the Weekly Watch Wheel. And we, your friends, will catch you next week right here. Who's friends? We're all friends. With the listeners? Yeah. I don't know those people. Yeah, weirdos. Who would listen to us? (laughs) Jimmy, for one, doesn't listen to us. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) We'll catch everybody next week on movie night the Pet right. cemetery episode is pretty good oh my goodness <laughs> well i did listen to it he said i don't listen i listened to that one i liked it <laughs> it was a good one it was a good we one. thought it was everyone terrible. go listen to the pet cemetery episode everyone especially you ian can i sign off yet please are you gonna interrupt me again jimmy you have a look <laughs> yes. on your face you're oddly close to the microphone <laughs> there's no way of knowing what i'm gonna do <laughs> we'll see Everybody, next week on Movie Night, right here at the Weekly Watch Wheel, where <clears throat> we'll, watch we'll watch a, a Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, Cage filmography movie. 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 You did it, Jimmy. <sighs> All right, then. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good a time as we did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLY Watchwheel or via email at weeklywatchwheel at gmail.com. Peace. It's the weekly
watch wheel. wheel.